2WA is a boutique, which means small, organizational development firm, consultancy, if you like, with two, uh, two principals, Ann Birmingham and Michael Howe, so we can figure out which of which is which. And we focus on fixing people's behaviors in companies. Where we are is trying to improve performance through aligning behaviors. Today we're talking about superworking, and superworkers is something you don't necessarily want to be. What it looks like is someone who is consumed with doing a lot of work, probably because they're very, very effective, but as a consequence of being doing so much of their own work, they have very little time to manage and lead. The problem with superworking is starts with, in my in my opinion, with the fact of how we're hiring people. And I think uh, as much as we want to think we're hiring people with managerial ability, it's still the person with what we tend to call the best technical ability, the person who does the work the best, that tends to get elevated to a management position. And that's probably logical, but it's actually counter to what you really want to be doing. Um, you may not be the best person doing the work, but if you know managing resources, identify obstacles, remove them, help people be successful, those are more important skills than putting your hands on wrenches or keyboards or material, uh, trying to get things out the door. And I'm, I'm reminded of a, a story uh, from one of our clients from maybe five or six years ago, a senior VP of operations who, uh, as we were getting warmed up for a meeting before it started, he said, I spent the weekend here. I said, oh, what were you doing? Assuming it might be something high level and strategic or lots of paperwork. He said, I was on the loading dock helping load trucks. I said, you're kidding. He goes, no, we were way behind. And um, I felt the best thing for me to do was to be down there um, helping people load trucks. And I kind of took it two ways. One is, that's not the best use of your time. Um, I hope that's not a habit, I said to myself. And the other side of it was, yeah, there's a all hands on deck part as well. The difference is you've got to know the difference in the line between them and get back across that line to your proper role, I think, at some point. Yeah, I, I think that one of the ways that people can tell is that if they aren't, uh, having at least a day to two days out of the five in which they're spending their time on leading and managing, then they are probably consumed by super working. And um, I think about it in part because people do what they're rewarded for. So uh, a lot of times the reason people end up being a super worker is because they're amazing at delivering on reports. And so their manager gives them another report and another report. But if you ask them what's getting uh, compromised as a result of that, they'll say, well, I have very little time to develop any of my people. I have very little time to check on how we're doing on our strategic goals. I have very little time to be able to explore how connections of uh, possible changes that need to be made and all those things happen because they're so busy doing the work. Uh, I was reminded actually just past this past week of someone who I would say at times is a super worker and you know I was trying to think what does it look like and in this case she answers emails very very quickly and gets the content of the email done but misses being able to describe the bigger picture or you know this is important because or remind you of the strategy it just consumed in getting the work done I think uh, you raise a good point there is people have to learn to be honest with themselves because people will talk about well you know I had to focus on that to get things done a good way to measure this is the degree to which you're taking work home every night or most nights or working on the weekends and starting to feel a little overwhelmed because of it. In other words, you're not paying attention to your own job. 
If you're balancing both, argument can be made you're not super working. If you're finding yourself really not doing all the pieces of your work that you should be to either your own satisfaction or your bosses, I think that's where people need to be honest with themselves and really start to look at where are they focusing their time, where are they spending their resources. As we're thinking about the term super worker, I think the big question to ask is that if you don't have time to manage, you don't have time to lead, you don't have time to develop others because you're consumed with getting that report done, you're consumed with getting that analysis done, you're just so busy doing your own work then you need to take some uh, moments to reflect on that and consider taking some actions to minimize being a super worker. So a topic that often comes up and it's about now we're into labels and and is it this or is it that, Um, being a super worker versus micromanaging, the two are quite different. We, We find people will sometimes put the two of them together. You know, how do you see the two different? I do see them as very distinct. You remind me of someone that we've both been helping to coach, a CEO of a company, and and she is a self-declared super worker, and that's one of the things she's looking for some help on. And one of the things that we've really had to do is to outline, okay, what are the deliverables that each one of your key staff should be providing you? What are some goals for the week and for the month? And she hasn't had time to stop and do that. And so getting her to stop and and make that happen and then go and review at the end of that week or the month how they're doing. Uh, And she also said, I don't have time to give them feedback. And so we actually got her to set up uh, meetings and have the individual come with a piece of work that they've done and talk about what they think was good about it and what they think they can do differently, which took all the pressure off the CEO for having to prepare for the meeting. Instead, she could react put all the onus on the staff to come and get the feedback. And she is just feeling so much more in control now that she has goals and she's regularly giving feedback. I'm going to do a little sidebar here because you reminded me of a book I read recently about habits, and which I think is kind of what you're talking about. You can't actually stop doing something that you know you should stop uh, just by itself. The trick is you introduce a new habit to displace the habit that you knew you should no longer be engaging in and I think that's a great example if we can get people to start doing some more of the managing they have less time to micromanage they hopefully see the value of this different approach and by introducing that new habit to them they can hopefully adopt it and move on and I think that's I've used that a few times in some of the work and people are quite amazed about that it works quite well so I think in conclusion I might say that you know micromanaging is that you're drilling down you're telling someone how they're to work you want them to be a Uh, replicate of yourself and you're giving them very little autonomy to make decisions to decide how to do the work with super working you barely even have time to think about what others need to get done you're so busy doing your own work and that of perhaps your staff and you are just trying to save um, the organization the team the customer rather than uh, manage and lead so one of the ways to self-identify or, or to identify if you have to have an intervention, let's say, for somebody else, the one thing that comes to mind immediately is people who are having to take their work home or they're staying extremely late or they're working on weekends, and usually they're resenting it, and that comes across. So they're spending their days in the office not doing the things that they should be doing. They were essentially leaving that for what they deem to be their downtime, which will be after the close of business. What are your thoughts? What are some examples that you've seen about helping people self-identify if they are a super worker? I think the first one is to ask them if they have staff that report to them, are they spending enough time uh, setting out goals, giving them feedback, 
helping them connect with the things that they're working on to the bigger picture. Many people will very quickly answer, no, I am not. And therefore it is probably one of the reasons they are not is because they are too consumed with their own work. So that's one that I certainly find. I think a second one to your point is to what extent do they feel that they can master time? And if they feel like they are in control of time and how they're spending their time in the day, I think that that is tends not to be a super worker. A super worker tends to be one that is consumed with so many other people's demands that they really don't have control of their time. I got an email this morning from a uh, managing partner of a professional uh, services firm and um, they said oh my goodness you know someone scheduled this meeting and that meeting I now can't go to this this and this that I was going to come to today and you know that to me will say you know you're a little out of control when it comes to your day and allowing others to run over your schedule and your plans and how you're spending your time and if that's happening then you have a much higher probability to be in the category of super worker. Um, I think one of the other ones when it comes to staff is is a certain discomfort level with you know your staff's behavior or what they're contributing and there would be another sort of a symptom that arises because again you're not spending enough time working with your staff understanding what motivates them um, delegating to help them develop that sort of thing that you tend to get staff that aren't necessarily meeting your expectations which probably leads into a, a further point about you haven't set expectations for your staff. And the expectations, if you think about people having job descriptions is what they do in the office. And they also get special projects, which is, which is sort of a, 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 an ally type of what you do. Expectations are how you operate. And, and if you aren't telling people how you operate, you haven't spent time thinking about what you want. You haven't conveyed that to them. And again, that's a very clear example of you're not spending time managing, therefore staff not meeting your expectations is, is often something people complain about. And those are often your super work. Another characteristic I find is when I, can ask, when I ask a manager, so where are you against your strategic goals? Where are you against the monthly goals? What activities have you taken this month to advance towards the vision? And when they look at you and their eyes kind of bulge and they sort of realize they haven't done any of that, then they're probably uh, over in the super working. A lot of people don't like working with us because we make their eyes bug out going, have you thought of this? Though <laughs> <laughs> so I think in terms of, you know, if you're not managing your people, if your people aren't meeting your expectations, if you're spending time um, after hours to get your work done with a, with a degree of resentment, you're starting to exhibit some of the signs that we see of a super worker. It's very clearly uh, ways that you can, you can fix that, and that's probably something we should touch on next. You know, one of the things that I do find so satisfying about the work we do, Michael, is that we get to watch people make this transition from super worker back to the leader and manager their organization wants them to be. And what I find is once they get there, A, that they find that they really are meeting those strategic goals. They are meeting and delivering on some of those do different um, strategies that they've set out. That they turn to us and say, boy, I feel like the whole bench, that I've got a fully developed bench and I could put almost anyone on on different roles. So they don't feel so trapped that they hardly have anyone to turn to. They feel like they've really got a, a team working with them that are developing skills, that are learning new and different things than they knew themselves. And um, they really just feel like, therefore, they are humming uh, as, a, as a team, as an organization. What do you see when someone really makes that transition? There's just this tremendous sense of relief. Um, people are happier. Um, and, and I think they often start finding out new things about themselves and their capabilities. They even start thinking about themselves more. 
and I think they start to see themselves finally as truly managing people. One of my favorite things to talk about are the four Ds. This is material we cover off in some of our training. Um, sometimes you gain time by just getting something done. Just jump on it, get it done immediately. Uh, don't put it on a to-do list, move on. Not exactly helping with being a super worker, but it does start to free up some time. The other one I like is to defer things. Can we put things off from where we are now? Uh, do we need to do that today? Is that something I don't need to focus on? So deferring is always um, buying you time because you're kicking something down the road. And even if it's till next week, that doesn't mean you don't have to do it this week. So now you're starting to free up your time to do some of your managing and your leading and not so much of the, the micromanaging. I have a particular one where I, I like to dump things. I like to advocate to people that they dump some of the work that they do. And, and I advocate that because, as you usually use the example, kind of goes like this. I say, so when's the last time your boss came into your office and said, let me take that away from you? You don't have to do that anymore. And then most people laugh at me at this point because that never happens. Your boss just comes in and says, oh, by the way, I also need, oh, and tomorrow it might be I need something else. And they forget all the things they've put in your plate. You, to analyze some of your work and see, you know what, these, there's some contradiction here between these two things. Or just to say, we don't use this, this piece of work that I do or this information I develop. Don't do it anymore. Wait and see if anyone comes and asks for it. And if they don't, consider never doing it again. Another way to gain time. You've now started to focus on your managing rather than just blindly uh, blindly doing things. Um, and the other one's delegate, of course, which is now what we're getting into specifically about how to become less of a super worker and more of a manager. People see delegating, and Ann, you, I'm going to have you jump in here, um, as dumping. Well, you know, they're very busy, so I can't just dump it on them. Our, our, our version of delegating kind of moves past that to more of a development stage. Absolutely. So one of the critical parts about delegating is that, first of all, you're very clear about what is the outcome? What is the deliverable going to be that you're asking the person to do? Um, and you talk to them about the benefit, either what's the benefit to them or how that is actually helping the organization. And that's a good test to make sure it's not a dump, it's a delegate. Uh, but then one of the things that you are doing is you're giving them more than one deadline so that they are checking in and you are ensuring that things are on track. You've given them some parameters that you're looking to do. And then they have a meaningful outcome that they are delivering that helps you to advance the work. So it's not a dumping the ugly stuff, dumping the, the nasty stuff onto them. It really is ask them to do a meaningful task with a meaningful outcome. And then at the end, you giving them some feedback that helps them and um, look at how they could advance their ways. And included with that, asking them, what did you learn from doing this? What would you do the same? What would you do differently if you were going to do this task the next time? So we call it delegation with development, and it is truly distinct from dumping. So, you know, beyond the, the four Ds we've been talking about, the do, delegate, dump, and defer, I think the other mantra that really helps a super worker is, is this the best use of my time? And there really is only one person, the manager, who can organize the resources, figure out who's best to do. So that is a very good use of your time. In terms of doing the work, doing the edit, variety of other things, there are many others that could do that. And as you and I know, you, you know, are very good with that mantra and will sometimes say it to me, you know, Anne, is that the best use of your time? And it's true that I could edit that PowerPoint. Uh, I could um, 
uh, add some um, uh, editorial comments, but that may not be the best use of my time. We have three or four other people who could do that. Make sure that I'm putting my energy on the things that only I can uniquely do. And to your point, a manager is the only one who can uniquely organize the resources. So the, the, and the allied question, therefore, is also, is there someone else who can do this? And if there's not, you should train someone to do it. Because most often, uh, if, it's, if it's not the best use of your, your time, it's also not the best use of your skill. So therefore, get someone else to do it, and you'll never have to do it again. Everyone should know where they want to be in three to five years. Pretty standard. You should know where each of your direct reports want to be in three to five years. So if you want to be, uh, let's say, have your boss's job, which is often something that people want to do. I've progressed to the organization. Your next step up, if you're staying, is probably to your boss's role or maybe something above where you are. Um, super working is not going to get you there. You're going to have to be much more strategic. The further you go up in an organization, you have to realize that you spend less time um, on the tactical, on the day-to-day, uh, because you're literally further away from it. You, you no longer have the same ability to see it. And there's so many people between you and the work that you have to make use of them. And so you have to, you have to kind of decide, have to kind of, you have to identify where you want to go. If you've got a goal that's up and over and through, even in a different organization, you've got to take some steps now. And I think realizing that doing the work of others is only going to get you so far. And you have to kind of come to terms with that and decide to make that break. So there's there's also a sense for all the things that we teach and we talk about in terms of being a, a super worker or not. At some point, you have to make the decision that yeah, this isn't working for me anymore. I do need to change my approach. I need to change some of the things that I'm doing because this is this has a very limited upside. And I love your mantra about, you know, get your hands in your pocket. And so, you know, stop trying to do all the work. And if you get your hands in the pocket... Um, then what do you what do you have time to do? Well, go around and connect with people and communicate and uh, find out what's working and what isn't and take the time to understand the big picture and where are their tensions in the team and all of those things you can do with your hands in your pocket. But with your hands in your pocket, you're not doing uh, too much of the work. Absolutely. And, and the phrase I often use is, you know, you should manage with your hands in your pockets. And if you put your hands in your pockets, just take that a step further, you pretty much have only your voice left. So you should be coaching people, you should be inquiring, you should be building a relationship. And if you think about it from that perspective, uh, I think it starts to clarify, you know, the, the mist starts to fall away so you can truly see where it is you want to go as a manager. I think we find this so critical in three different places. So one is coaching individuals who do want to learn how to excel as a manager. We find it in coaching teams where the what the team really needs is a bit more of that direction. So getting the leader to do the leading. And the third place where we find it is in helping change the culture of an organization so that the senior management really moves to what it is that the organization needs to excel. And so I think in all three of those areas that we work and talking about and watching for super working is pretty critical and making sure that we can motivate and encourage people to take some actions to change because change can happen and it is very, very beneficial to all when it does. It's hard to manage people. It's hard to manage in a high-paced, perhaps turbulent, uh, rapidly changing environment. So I also cut people some slack. Okay, so we need to perhaps give you some better behaviors. Most people are thrown into managing 
literally thrown into managing with very little support, with very little in the way of do it this way, not that way. You're supposed to pick it up as you go along. No, everything's great. Don't worry. Just keep going. And, and when we talk to people who are in these new positions, they talk about feeling lost, pretty sure they are making mistakes. No one's really giving them feedback. So we'll, uh, we'll offer the fact is, you know, if, you, if you're hearing some of these and kind of worrying about whether you're that super worker, everyone to a certain degree, uh, extent has been here at one point and there's ways out. And if you want to improve, you can. And um, and we, we sympathize very much with the people who who feel overwhelmed and feel they have to get it all done. But we also want to lead them to a better place where it's going to be more sustainable in terms of their management, management style and management career. In conclusion, I think one of the most important things is self-awareness. So if you uh, some of what we talked about around a super worker resonates with you, then it's time to ponder change. And before you change, think about, well, what's the impact of you behaving the way you are? What's the impact on others? Once you decide that you want to change, I think first thinking about, is it an attitude shift first that you've just got to get comfortable with the fact that a key part of your role is the managing others? Or is it that you don't have the techniques? And uh, both are probably worth looking at of what you're going to let go of in order to bring on a new habit. But if you're looking for some new habits, don't forget the four D's. Defer, dump, delegate before you do. Thinking about the role of taking the time to manage others and manage with your hands in your pocket, which means that you're going to manage through communication and connecting. And if you're still not sure all the things you can do, we're always here and happy to discuss the scenario with you and trying to give you some more practical techniques to help you shift from super worker to manager and inspirational leader. Give us a call, we'll buy the coffee.